Hello and welcome to Podcasting as Praxis, where we are committing more self-harm and engaging in Scottish politics. It's going to be fun. It's not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, not with that attitude, David, it won't. Not with any attitude, come on. Right, <laughs> so I'm here with, as you can hear, Elijah is joining us again. Um, and I'm also here with Jamie and James. Hello. Hello. Can I just say it's too fucking warm and I now appreciate why we hold our elections in May. It's so that all the Scots don't fucking melt on the way to the polls like 99 pence flakes. Actually, I think you'll find that a lot of them did melt on the way to the polls. <laughs> uh, right, joke of the show. Imagine just a fucking queue of people with their taps off in the polling office. That's that's not a pretty smell to imagine. No, it's, it's really not. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, little, yeah, so... Little barbecue smoke wafting off him. Right. Um, <laughs> what's happened since the last time? Um, very little has changed. <laughs> um, dun, yeah, dun, dun. very fucking little at all. The SNP have gained what two seats or some shit. Yeah, One something seat. like that. Yeah, not much. Um, they. Gained a couple of seats. They lost a couple of seats all through the the joys of the the hunt system, and um, yeah, effectively they came just shy of a majority by the one seat that they would have needed, which is you know good job on the both votes. SNP there, well done. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. There's Overall, I mean, yeah. You want to talk about the I both mean, votes yeah. SNP thing a little bit because I mean there's a couple of things to say I guess. I mean yeah I mean so we covered this the last time we talked Scottish yeah. politics um and like you know the, the system is actively worked in such a way that that isn't supposed to work like you're not supposed to be able to absolutely brute force the mm-hmm. the electoral system um mm-hmm. but you know they they managed to get a majority once and they seem to think that this is the way to do it. It's largely a ploy to stop having to work with other parties like the Greens, although we'll come on to why they're doing that for I mean, them anyway soon. Yeah, we'll get to that. There's mm. I there's one part of me that's like, well, if 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 people want to vote for a specific party because they like that party, then yeah, sure, go put both your votes in SNP. Don't worry about all the weird mathematical things going on in the electoral system. If the SNP wasn't such a large hegemonic force, it would be working out more naturally anyway. The only reason why both votes SNP is this weird sort of, um, you know, kind of calculus thing that people are getting really mad about is because uh, of, of, of this, you know, very, very uh, unusual political situation, right? Like, like normally I don't think it's a, it's, it's a, it's a bad idea to begrudge, people putting both votes to a party that they like like vote who you like for basically right that's kind of a mm-hmm, general mm-hmm. sort of decent principle um that being said uh there's a number of tactical points you can then come at it um tactical voting we have in first past the post as well and it's just one of those things that doesn't really seem to work right like all the people who were saying oh, i'm, I'm uh, in in the UK general elections, I'm going to tactically vote for like a non-Brexit party, like the Lib Dems or the Greens, right? Mm. Um, you can't tactically vote your way into a hung parliament. You can't tactically vote your way into like a one single issue. You have to engage with a wider 
a wider contextualized political reality. Yeah. Um, so if 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 people want to do both votes SNP, sure. And then sometimes the SNP gets a couple extra list seats. And then sometimes something really Maybe. funny happens and they get a constituency seat they weren't expecting. And then a certain uh, obnoxious MSP loses out on her list seat. <laughs> yeah. It's funny how that, that happens. Yeah. Should should um, we maybe like to the benefit of people who aren't living in Scotland and don't know, should I just explain what the change in vote share is across the constituency in the region for everyone? Uh yes, tell Jamie. Okay. <laughs> Alright. So everyone, by which I mean Jamie. So you've got your constituency seats and you've got your regional sh- seats, right? right? So here's the change from last election, okay? In percentage terms. The SNP gained one point two percent. The Conservatives lost. 0.1%. <laughs> Labour lost 1%. The Lib Dems <laughs> lost 0.9%. The Greens gained 0.7% on the constituencies. So you may think, okay, well, that's a constituency. Maybe the regional list vote. Maybe that is where the real change is. So let's go. The SNP lost 1.4%. The Conservatives gained 0.6%. Labour lost 1.2%. The Greens gained 1.5%. Lib Dems lost 0.1%. And Alba, or Alaba, gained 1.7%. Nothing changed this election. All of that, it could basically be statistical jitter, frankly, mm-hmm. for yep. the degree of change that's taken place. Except that 1% that Labour lost, because that's very important to note that Labour was forced to <laughs> Very important to note that. But did- well, I mean, you know, by the- by the same by the same margin, you can sort of go, oh, well, that one point five percent of the green gained was really important as well. But it's like, was it really? In the well, uh, sense? I mean, that's the trans- reality of things now. No, <laughs> that translated to a few extra seats, though. Yeah, but not by not by much. By the way, they, they added two <clears throat> greens added yeah. two seats. Okay, yeah, yeah but two seats for for one percent of vote change, I don't think is much to thumb your nose at. You know, like if you're working, I mean, margins well, well, this fine. When we get on to talking about what the results mean for each party, I can go into it, yeah, my, okay. my position on it in a little more depth with all the appropriate disclaimers. But I think like yeah. just to just to kind of give a, the, the survey right, constituency SNP are on forty seven point seven percent, region they're on forty point three percent, and that's pretty close to what they were last time round. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And all the rest is just shuffle and deck chairs. Let's be real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big picture, yeah. it's all the same stuff. The islands kind of go Lib Dem, the borders goes Tory. We have this big mess in Aberdeenshire that just keeps going Tory because it's where all the wealthy former offshore people live. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you have a couple of little pockets here and there, but the yeah. the and the whole rest of the country is yellow. Um, Pretty much, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's all so, the I mean, same narratives. Nothing's really been an upheaval in terms of uh, hang on a areas. Elijah, are you saying that the question still hasn't been answered? <laughs> I'm saying that a year of everything being put on hold because of a global pandemic might not lead to that much change. In a, are you saying that something is fundamentally impactful on everybody's life still managed to fail at changing anything in Scotland? Is that what you're trying to say? Um, no, I'm saying... Sounds like that's the result but... of it. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I, all, yeah. all I mean is that you can't change Scottish politics because the question hasn't been answered satisfactorily yet. 
Sure. Yeah. I mean, the, the, it's, it's a yeah, it's a big polarizing issue. It's the one big issue that we try not to talk about because there's no the real scope question. for it to be answered. Um, yeah. But but what I find interesting is is that within the sort of opposition parties who I've come to see as just this like large sort of frothing morass of of just oppositionness, right? That like that they they they. they um, Anna Sarwar was touted as this, you know, like charismatic new face, and he was all over the press, and he was, you know, um, looking quite sparkly, and people were talking him up. And I saw people who really should know better, kind of get swept up. Oh, I think he'll do, I think he'll do better than Labour did last time. And no, like absolutely not. Um, the, 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 there's a lot of reasons for the situation that you could point at. Um, most of it down to perception. Uh, yeah, in the, the fact that people had actually seen a Scottish Labour leader for the first time in four <laughs> years or whatever, yeah, 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 because they're actually letting this one out. Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, I'll let's be real. Yeah. Let, let's be real. Anasawa's net effect, as best we can tell, is East Lothian went Labour to uh, SNP, <laughs> and yeah. then they, they, they lost percentages on the regional vote. That's yeah. it. In material I will terms, not it was a have failure. This taken away from Keir Starmer. Keir Starmer did that, <laughs> not Anasawa. I yeah, I mean that might be a joke, but it's it's also probably true. I don't know if Anasawa <laughs> was skilled as with as a everything politician. I say about yeah. As you know? with everything I say about Labour, that's partly a joke and partly actually the fact of what's happening. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, Keir Starmer doesn't really talk about Scottish issues much at all, except for the usual, you know, like standard sort of unionist line that he trots out. Um, he hasn't taken a special interest. He's he's just kind of ignored it. Um, but I think his his failure as a as a party leader is so immense. So overwhelming, so universally applicable <laughs> that it has managed to to spill forth, right? And 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 I think even just subconsciously, people are like a, a little bit more grossed out by Labour than they might have been before, yeah. even after Jim Murphy and yeah. everything. Like, yeah. the man yeah, is a multi-spectral fuck-up. That's all going to change tonight, though, isn't it? Once he's done the the once everyone sees the fucking the actual like bloke underneath. Headlines the or whatever. On, <laughs> oh, is that tonight? His interview tonight, isn't it? Yeah, oh. that's tonight, yeah. What the fuck so we doing this here? This is being recorded that. in a pre-Piers Morgan Keir Starman interview world. Like, ooh, let's see what happens on the other side of that. Nothing. Who, who was it? Was who was it? Was tweeting today that they'd seen it and it like revealed the man, or more accurately, the bloke. Was it Gabriel <laughs> oh, fucking Pogrind or something? <laughs> you can say many things about Keir Starmer, but you can't in good conscience. Because there's many slurs you can use against Keir Starmer that sort of fit. But in good conscience, you can never call him a bloke. Nah, that's just no. that's just not him. Well, I mean, you tell that to Patrick Maguire, who for some reason did. Oh Jesus, he's it's it's gonna be if he does that fucking fake pretendy frothy coffee fucking bullshit. It's oh, gonna be really really funny. It, please. Uh, I'll tell you why it's because just, his voice uh, and his mannerisms are just so unable <laughs> to connect with that. He looks much more like a robot than was it Owen Smith? Was that his name? Yes, the, yes, the, he's the, the frothy coffee guy. Yeah, the frothy coffee guy with the huge penis. Um, yeah, who beat off a hundred men. <laughs> yeah, <years. laughs> the master debater. Um, yeah, Keith, Keith's not a bloke, and like, I, I, and the thing is, like, bloke's not really a compliment. Like, fucking, I mean, have you have you have you have you met blokes? Do you know what a bloke said to me once? 
Yeah, right. You get a better class of fanny at the airport industrial estate. That's a thing I actually heard come out of a man's mouth. Jesus fucking Christ. Jesus. So, you know, for all, for all Keith's faults, I doubt he goes around saying that to people. Do you know what I mean? Like... <laughs> I bet he stammers. Like, I've just imagined his thought process behind that statement, and I'm. <laughs> can, you, yeah. can you just genuinely ask? Would you like Starmer more or less if he said that? I, I, it would. It would honestly be as fucking inexplicable as anything else he's done to try and like fucking curry the favor of the masses, wouldn't it? I suppose it would. Yeah. Really. yeah. yeah. Actually, right. I mean, this is an oh. interesting question. We've never really thought about this. What effect has Keir Starmer had on Scottish politics? And I guess we never really had scope for analysis. But the election results are as good as any. What did Labour do? They had a brand spanking, shiny, sparkly guy who was getting a lot of media attention, a lot of positive, you know, sort of pumping up. And he, like, overall, he's lost, right? Like, overall, Labour, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's got to be Keith, right? Like, I mean, yeah. as a microcosm, Anis Sarwar is very much the 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 well polished yet no one cares version of Keir Starmer. Um, kind of, yeah. Like, there's just there's nothing to him, but everyone knows there's nothing to him anyway. Sorry. So it's like really really bother that hard. And you've got to remember, like the the whole one question thing does overshadow like what people yeah. will vote for. Some people are so hard opposed to the idea of independence, yet you know cannot bring themselves to vote Tory. They will happily just vote for you know a shit Labour Party because fuck mm -hmm. it, you know. It sounded like you said ones. that. Sorry, it sounded like you said there that Anna Sarwar was a more competent politician than Keir Starmer. I said more polished, not more competent. Okay, well that so, would make him better at the job in some regard. No, I, I, <laughs> no, 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 more polished in an aesthetic sense. That's it. Like he, I can see Keir Starmer. I've got to sweat your face. The, yeah, he, I can see him giving it the Ed Miliband, I'm tussing us like, thing, but I yeah, can't like... see Anna Sarwar fucking that up, or if he did, again, no one would care. Yeah, Anna Sarwar is basically Keir Starmer, but with a better quality of briefcase. I think that's a way to describe it. Yeah, that's exactly it, yeah. Yeah, he's got the little rotating number lock on it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that's kind of him, basically. Yeah. All right. Um, uh, yeah. The, the code is nineteen ninety seven. Um, <laughs> so we'll go into each party and what they've what they've kind of done and where they lie now. So we'll, we'll start from the the top um, results wise. Anyway, um, so the SNP they are slightly closer yet still impossibly far away from being able to take power with the majority government. They were one Maybe seat possibly, short, I think. Yeah. One seat short, just one seat, one seat short, which yeah. is, to be honest, the funniest result that they could have possibly ended up at. So, like, yeah, fair play. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so close, yeah, no. So um, we like both votes SNP then? I mean, I as someone who doesn't <laughs> like the SNP, I love both votes SNP. <laughs> I think it's great. Um, it's, uh, so, I mean, yeah, nothing's really changed there. Nicholas Sturgeon's the first minister. There's been a there's been a bit of a reshuffle within the cabinet, um, which I have thoughts on, but we'll probably talk about that. We'll, when we we'll come talk, to talk about, about the reshuffle. Greens. Yeah, we'll talk about the reshuffle down the line. I think yeah, we'll save that to the end. Um, again, yeah, nothing's really changed there. The Tories are at second place um, overall. I think seats wise, um, yes, thirty one seats. 
who cares? Um, yeah. They launched a seat that they'd been holding in Ayrshire, um, which was, well, Ayr, I think, actually, was the constituency. They lost that seat to the SNP by, like, 100-odd votes. Um, haha, get fucked. Really weird, of all places, for Ayr. Yeah. I enjoyed the clip to today of... Of, of of Douglas Ross saying you wouldn't get this on the BBC and there's like a huge BBC logo right in the corner next to his head. Um, I don't know what he was talking about. I just thought that was funny. Oh, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. It oh, doesn't. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, important to note, there's no such thing as an official opposition um, in the Scottish Parliament. So Willie Rennie, um, Willie Rennie, fuck's sake, I just looked at the other Democrats there. Um, we'll go into them in a bit. Um, so Douglas Ross um, doesn't actually have like, an official title or anything like that. He just happens to be the guy in charge of the biggest party, um, second only the SNP, but it means fuck all. Um, yeah, I, again, nothing has changed except he now has a seat. Um, and I think he's still got his Westminster seat as well. He hasn't yeah. given that up yet. Two time and son of a gun. I mean, you know. <laughs> I personally love to show the worth of my job by having two of them at the same time. <laughs> it was it was bad. It always lets the bosses and the people who like you know right. put me in that job know that I'm working very very hard in both yeah. of them. He's the referee, right? I have to double check because I keep getting Douglas yes. Ross mixed up with like two other like gormless uh, Scottish Tories. Yeah, that no, was already. He, he yeah, yeah, that was already kind of weird you're like really you're gonna fuck off parliament to go play a champions league game okay cool um why are you in politics like <laughs> um, oh, um we know why he's in politics it's to genocide travelers yeah that's you know <laughs> pretty sure. much yeah. yeah um yeah yeah i don't oh, care so... about him anymore i don't have to it's good he's just there looking weird yeah, um, the only good thing that the, the Tories did was um, fuck the SNP out of that um, turf seat. Who was it again? Uh, Joan McAlpine lost because the SNP won a constituency seat in, was it Dumbartonshire? Oh, no, I think it was uh, Ayr. No, I'm pretty sure it was Ayr. Oh, was it Ayr? Yeah, it, it was the Ayr seat, yeah, so, so they, yeah, right, they lost Ayr. Because of that, the, the the arithmetic changed and it fucked it fucked her out of her seat, which is mm -hmm. hilarious. So Very because funny, the yep. Tories got owned, a turf in the SNP got owned. Yep. So like Double everyone whammy. good wins out of that one. <laughs> yeah, um, that's just funny as fuck. Labour um, again, slight downturn in both the constituency and regional share. Nothing's really changed. Um, again, no one cares what Scottish Labour thinks because they don't outwardly think anything. Um, I think the only thing I've heard out of them, like before, during and after, has been the words COVID recovery plan. I yeah, still don't know what uh, a COVID recovery plan is. No. Well, they don't have one. It's the usual, uh, get on with the day job shite. Um, mm. which, which might work, but only if, if 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 you can actually pinpoint to things in the day job that you'd be better at doing. <laughs> Otherwise, what's the point? Yeah, um, yeah. It's it's the usual. It's the return to labour wants things to happen. What would you like to happen? That's not our job. You tell us. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, not to the electorate, but to the SNP because they would yeah. never ask the electorate what what was wanted. Fuck that. It's not what the Labour Party's for. Asking people what they would like. <laughs> um. 
the Lib Dems. Willie Rennie. Um, they fucked it the, so The Lib hard. Dems are technically not actually a party anymore. <laughs> yeah, this is my favourite thing, I think, of the whole election. This is probably the funniest thing that happened, was they they, so, they dropped below five seats. Yeah, you need <laughs> five seats threshold. to be recognised. <laughs> yeah, you, you need five seats to be recognised as an actual party um, by the Scottish Parliament. So for the purposes of, like, offices, staff, all that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so because they lost the seat... They have lost their status as a party, um, which is just deeply funny. So now you just need to imagine Willie Rennie doing six jobs at once. Kind of like it's. It's also important to bear in mind that that has financial implications for them. Um, yes. it, it's it's really funny. I've heard a rumor that the knives are out for Willie Rennie. I don't know how true or not that is, but all I can From think who? of is if the knives really are out for <laughs> Willie Rennie off the back of this, surely to God the best way to do it would just be to plant one in the bottom of a slide and let nature take its course. <laughs> Who's no. holding the fucking knife? Who else is there? Who do I we mean, know in the? Li- there's Alex I'll Cole Hamilton. Look, for all I know, it could be a sacrificial knife from the islanders who are disliked yeah, maybe. <laughs> the old oath not being upheld. I don't know, right? I but can think of... That's the rumour I've heard. I can think of maybe the names he's of gonna, two... Um, yeah. Sorry, I was going to say, maybe he's going to do a photo shoot where he dresses as a squirrel and then like just get his head blown off. <laughs> he later apologises to Joe Swinson after she shoots him in the face. Yeah. yeah, like there's only two other like active Scottish Lib Dems who I can think of by name, and that's Alex Cole Hamilton and Alistair Carmichael. Uh, is Carmichael still the MP for for uh, was it Shetland? Uh, I think he is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, Possibly. Like, like they don't do anything. They. Well, just... no, I mean. Kind of the shitty Lib Dems on Twitter. From Shetland. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, even if they were to do something, hardly anyone from down this way or down in Westminster, especially, would actually care what they had to say. So, yeah, like, it doesn't really matter if, if he's still the MP or not. Like, no, I meant I the Lib Dems in I mean, general. I, they don't do, like, 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 who's got the knives well, out for Willie Rennie? Who, like, is there any other prominent figure? I'm, I'm putting way too much thought into this. Uh, yeah, I, I genuinely don't know. Um, like, it's one of those ones where, like, who would even, who would actually wish harm on Willie Rennie? It's like fucking stabbing an Ewok. <laughs> like, what's he doing? He's doing, no, he's doing no one any harm. He's just there. Yeah, well, I mean, he's doing a Lib Dems harm. They've had their decline under him. So, mm-hmm. again, well, I, I repeat. He's doing no one any harm. <laughs> I mean, yes, we we might think that, but if you're a Lib Dem who's used to being treated as like part of a serious party for real grown-ups, and suddenly you have to go with being just like, oh, you're that that group of independent MSPs in the chamber, right? Yeah. Then that's got to sting a bit, surely. I just hope they start getting excluded from debates going forward. That would be the funniest thing. D- like they won't be dis- excluded from debates exactly, but they certainly won't get as much prominence in them mm-hmm. as well, which is really really funny. Though yeah. th- there's more discussion to happen on the subject of debates, ironically enough. Um, I swear to God, I didn't laugh this, but most of the interesting stuff in this election relates to the Scottish Greens, which is a weird situation to be in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, we have yeah. There's a few things to talk about there, right? Yeah. Um, so Lib Dems. Before uh, just before we move on, just with the Lib yeah. Dems, I've just I've just now got an image of like a really dark room, and just a phone being put down after the words "do it," and then Lembert Opic looks up from a desk through over his glasses, like just <laughs> ugh, vibes. Um, yeah, okay, so, next one, the Greens. Um, well, no, 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 let's let's leave <sighs> the Greens, because there's a lot of conversation there. Let's do Alba. 
Oh, oh yeah, I forgot about them because they're not on the list I'm looking at. <laughs> no, no, they're not. They don't um, appear to have any seats. It's very bizarre. No, weird. How strange. <laughs> I thought they were yeah. going to be a huge shake-up in the, in the whole voting system and, and force independence through. On the... Well, judging by Alex Salmon's face on the night of account and the day of account, uh, he also thought that, and he thought wrong. <laughs> judging by his face, there was a huge shake-up, because he literally had a fucking stroke on the way out. The guy yeah, got basically. fucking done. Yeah, like, ah well, fuck him. Terse is going to get fucked. Good. Yeah. Um. Yeah, just from the, from the get-go, like, the whole thing was an absolute farce. Like, I watched the, um, the live stream when they announced... The thing, or at least I watched the the interviews, um, well, the, the interview questions with Sam and after it, and it was mm. the most technically fucked up stream I have ever seen. <laughs> like <laughs> we we have managed a better stream than they did, and we've done one stream. It was just so fucking bad. Um, the whole thing was just an absolute metaphor for their own management. It's um, because we don't fall asleep and try to cuddle the cameras. <laughs> can i just say for a record there is something quite illuminating where you put it in context because in that stream right first questioner was the reverend Stuart campbell from wings mm -hmm. over scotland down in bath mm -hmm. and uh after alba failed wings over scotland has been suspended he's put the project on hold and is basically uh you know throwing in the towel and he's going to review in the, uh, december i think so uh i mean he claimed that. that but he just put out an article about how ref.scot was a scam uh, with the donations, uh, it, it, he's clearly not planning on giving up well. the gravy train anytime <laughs> soon. God, um, nothing good can come from a Scottish election, can it? Well, true, we don't have to care can. about him that much anymore because his his chosen political vehicle has been thoroughly discredited. I mean, this was one of the questions I was thinking about. So first I wanted to look at the numbers a little bit because I don't think Alba even, ma even managed to have a negative impact in the sense that I don't think they drew away enough list voters to cost anyone else's seat. Am I right in thinking that? Uh, no. It's kind of hard to say outright. It's I hard think, to say, but looks, if there's no like, glaring example... It looks along those lines, yeah. yeah. I mean, it looks like, okay, so they got 1.7% on the list. The S&P are down 1.4%. Maybe, like, I mean, I looked at the numbers and it didn't look like they had, but maybe you could construe that the 1.4% S&P lost went to ALBA. But if it did, I don't think it actually cost the SNP any, you know, regional list seats. No, so... I don't think so. You'd have to look at the uh, at the numbers on a uh, on a per seat basis, and I think someone yeah. has done that, and there's just nothing there. Like you don't have a big chunk that if you stacked it on top of the SNP would get them into a seat. It's just yeah. See, that, that's the thing. If you add the Alba vote to the SNP vote in every region, and you know, listener, if we're wrong about this, do like flag it up to us, and we'll issue a correction the next time we do a Scott Paul episode in five years. Um, <laughs> like. Yeah, like I don't, I don't think it makes any mechanical difference whatsoever. So effectively, Alba bled the SNP vote in regions where it didn't matter, mm -hmm. and yep. by an almighty one point four percent, and that was it. Yeah, and yep. then where they got the other point three percent, some of it they'll have got from, I'm guessing, from Labour. Just looking at the percentage changes, it has to have come from Labour because they're down one point two overall. I mean, possibly we, we can't discount it was non-voters historically who've come out just because yeah. finally the turf party well, was here or whatever. Maybe, but I'm very sceptical. Because I, I I'm think a lot of the lost well. Labour vote isn't going to vote for the the Alba party of all fucking parties. Like I think, if anything, the the Labour party has already bled. It's um it's pro independent shell. There's nothing left for for that to drop. 
the reason that's down 1.2% out in the, the regional voting 1% in the constituency is Keir Starmer and the fact that mm. the Labour Party is no longer a left-wing party and it's measurable as such now. Do you think they just fucked off? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I didn't vote for them this time. I voted for mm. them in fucking 2017 and 2019. I didn't vote for them this time. Let me let me actually see, because what is the, the turnout? Uh, let me Turnout was um, the highest ever turnout, 63.2%. Okay, so turnout is up. Yes. So turnout up means some non some non voters came back to vote for something. Do you think there's like Labour people who left Labour who think Anna Sarwar is a is a is a snowflake? <laughs> I think, no, I mean you're more likely. It's more likely to be people in my situation who were voting Labour begrudgingly in Scotland while Jeremy Corbyn was the leader of the opposition until you know he no longer was, and then we've just abandoned the party. I think that's probably going to be your biggest contingent of why. They've lost votes. I don't think they're going to pull many extra people in. No, I'm looking at the the hypothetical Labour to Alaba switcher. Yeah, you know, it's okay if we're up in vote share, then fair enough. Maybe it just is a case that the point three percent that we're missing from the SNP vote came from disaffected voters piling in. Essentially, maybe um, it's impossible. I mean, I like I'd really like to see some good polling on this. To be totally honest, like who did you vote last time? Who did you vote this time? Yeah. Um, yeah. To my knowledge, there hasn't been some any particularly great polling on this, so it's a shame. But oh well, never mind. It's not as if the Elba party is going to be there next time, right? <laughs> no, it's not. They're gone. We have um, five parties yeah. in Scotland. That's just how it works now. Yes, and and on that note, let's get to the fifth party, the Greens. Well, okay. One second. There was uh, there was a question I put in when we were discussing uh, a potential stream before, which is. Um, Will Alaba take the turfs with them? Will they jump to another vehicle? Uh, and no, will... they will not, because Joanna Cherry is still an MP. Yeah. Okay. Sure. She. But but like, small things are changing. She has resigned from the NEC. Uh, one of my uh, questions was: Will the SNP finally pass the GRA reform um, under um, the auspices yes, of 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 um, of anti-GRA being incorporated in in Alaba as an electoral vehicle, and that failing abysmally, um, could I it be seen as it politically safe? Nah. No, I, I don't think it would have a material effect because I do think that they would have passed it anyway. Um, I don't think it, it was it was eventually going to be passed. The SNP have a thing where they drag an actual good progressive thing out for as long as they possibly fucking can before they are finally mm -hmm. forced to do it by just the sheer weight of the momentum of not doing it. Um, like, the, the 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 existence of Alba and the failure of Alba will not pressure them in any way, shape, or form to do this more or less. Mm. Um, mm. And, like, the, the turf contingent is still alive and strong in the SNP. Like, just because Joanna Cherry has resigned from the NEC, not been forced out of the NEC resigned from the NEC, like it doesn't mean that the SNP are actually taking any positive steps towards this. Like there was a thing in the run up to the election where um, Nicholas Sturgeon made a big point of saying to to Johnson, um, ban conversion therapy or I will and it's like just fucking do it. What's mm -hmm. stopping you? Yeah. Like th 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 what is that? That's bullshit. That's not that's if you want to make active change, if you want to do the, the thing that forces change down south, like maybe take it from your whole pro-independent route where you say, actually, we'll be the progressive example-setting ones and they'll need to follow suit. 
maybe just do it mm. rather than letting people yeah. have to go through conversion therapy and shit for the sake of scoring a point against Johnson. It's more of the usual liberal shit. And like I don't think that the existence of Alba would pressure them in any way, shape, or form outside of the, the liberal momentum trajectory that they're on. If anything, like so this might seem a little unintuitive, but I think the existence and failure of Alba essentially buys the SNP more time. Because what is essentially shown for very loud turfy voices is you don't matter. No one cares. Mm-hmm. No one actually gives a damn. No one really like we can do just fine without you. So put up with us or don't essentially and so it reinforces the whole broad church thing it's like you can bitch and you can moan but we can do without you they've they've, they've basically they played up how important and how much leverage they had and then when push came to shove they were shown to have no leverage and not be important whatsoever so the snp can basically afford to ignore them i think gra is probably going to happen now just because alba's demonstrated there's not really a political mass appetite to oppose it the flip side of that as well is that because um, Alba's David, out sorry, did you agree with James when he made the exact same point I made <laughs> that you disagreed with me well, on? <laughs> no, how, how, how is it the same point that you made? I said Alba failing as an electoral vehicle shows that there is no momentum for that kind of um, uh, uh, ideology. That it makes well, it no, politically like, safe to pass the reform because Alba's shown that. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. My point wasn't anywhere. disagreeing with that. Yeah, oh no, no, no. Sorry, no. My oh, point wasn't disagreeing with that. <laughs> my point was disagreeing with the fact that that was necessary in the first place because they would have done oh, it anyway. Right, eventually. Okay. Okay. No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, but like also, the flip side uh, to what James just that, said, there that. is that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No. The flip side to what James just said there though is that this gives the left a potential cause to be complacent. Because, ah, well, the TERFs have all extinguished themselves and are no longer relevant. We don't mm-hmm. need to pay attention no, to that yeah. too hard. And this is something that the left needs to be like very, very aware of because when the TERFs are put back in the box, they go back in the box and they receive strange funding from evangelical groups in America and they come up with new little things that they can do. And Yeah, like, they kind of gestate like mould. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. They need to be kept an eye on. Like and it's it's very worrying because the Scottish <laughs> left is fucking great at being complacent, and we know this because the majority of them are in a liberal party. So, so like, this nah. is well, this is the thing, right? So uh, I brought up the NEC, uh, which it's it's not just Cherry, by the way. Uh, Chapman's left as well. Uh, Chapman, yeah, 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 um, yeah. Voice, um, on resignation. Yeah. Do you remember when um, was this a, a year ago? Should we a, um, a few months I, I ago? Hate to- I hate to be the voice interjection, but I thought it was first time around. But should we maybe mention what the hell we mean when we talk about the NEC yeah. and the resignations okay. from it? Can we give a little context? Because I know a lot of our listeners don't aren't as brain poisoned on Scottish politics as we are. <laughs> okay. So, uh, the NEC is basically just the executive committee of the SNP. It's 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 sort of like who's in charge of the various branches of the party. Is that mm-hmm. about like as see concise? see the thing? Yeah, see the thing that you kept getting really angry at about Labour and that group of cunts. It's that, but Scottish. <laughs> yeah. So um, I can't remember if it, was, if it was a year ago or if it was just months ago. Time has no more meaning. Um, yes. There, there were NEC elections and a bunch of bigots and reactionaries won seats. And uh, the SNP left, so, so, so people who are SNP members and who are firmly on the left that I know of and that I see in, on, on social media all had various degrees of meltdowns there was a great wailing and gnashing of teeth there was a lot of um 
uh, oh, everything's fucked, everything's, you know, like so on. And when we sat down to actually talk about it with some comrades who are in the SNP and who sort of knew what was going on, uh, they'd been warning for ages that the reactionaries were were organizing along very, very like 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 razor thin margins, but they were they were triangulating uh, as 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 well as they could to to just get as much power in the NEC as they could, and the left contingent had just utterly failed to do so. They had failed to form yes. any kind of faction within the party. Uh, yep. If they had, they could have applied a lot of pressure, and that might never have happened. So with 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 the NEC um, changing again and these things roll, start, starting to roll back and people like Cherry and Chapman gone, this is now the opportunity for that factionalism that that whose absence everyone got so despairing about last time to actually finally get their arses into gear and do a little bit of that good old-time inter-party uh, muscling, pushing and shoving about, fucking mm -hmm. go do it. Now is the time. Um, it's something I'm going to be harping on about the, the, the people I know. <laughs> yeah, That's about as much as I can do. Um, you know, lend my weight, my heft behind, <laughs> whatever that might be. Um, but that's the big thing because you can get into positions of power with just a little bit of, of, of cooperation and, and factual muscle, uh, factional muscle. Well, I guess factual must on, as well. On the note of factions and um, manoeuvring politically, let's talk about the Greens. Oh, God, here we go. <laughs> so, James, why have the Greens fucked it? <laughs> well, that's, that's a leading question. Uh, okay, so I have to start with uh, a few disclaimers, as ever. Um, I used to be on what was the equivalent of the you know executive committee of the Scottish Greens back in the day. I was involved at a fairly high level. Um, presently, I hold no office within the Scottish Green Party. I'm just a regular old member, and everything I'm about to say is just the opinion of a member of the public who happens to be a Green, um, I don't have any inside insight on what is going on there. I've just got some musings, some observations, if you will. So none of this is said on behalf of the Greens. Uh -huh. None of this holds any weight on behalf of the Greens. Take with a pinch of salt and do not judge the Greens based on it. I'm not announcing anything to anyone of any significance. I mean, no one's going to care. You don't even own a Mondio, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um it's yeah so let's let's talk real talk for a second here um most important constituency seat for the greens in scotland the one they put the most effort into patrick harvey and kelvin um they improved their vote share there by 0.9 percent whoa earth shattering uh, movement yeah essentially um and they improved the regional list vote there by 0.7 percent and that's pretty much pretty much it. Um, if you then look at the Greens regional list vote as a whole, because let's be real, the party basically runs on the regional list, that's where all their MSPs came from, it was an almighty improvement of 1.5%, which did return more MSPs. Last time around it was six MSPs, this time around it is eight MSPs. And actually uh, it could have been more if it wasn't for the Fast Pretender party. Well, let's let's put a pin in that. I'll come yes. to that story in a minute, right? Because I'm deeply sceptical of it for a few different reasons. Um, two of those MSPs came from Edinburgh, um, where Lorna Slater, co-leader of the Scottish Greens, got in on the fifth of the... Like, you know, there's, there's X number of list seats, and Lorna yep. got in. She was the second Green to get in, 
Alison Johnson was the first, but hey, we'll come back to that. Mm. And um, she came in a fifth in the list, um, quite, you know, well away from the bottom. In Glasgow, there was only one. Um, there should really have been two, to be perfectly honest. Um, and the, the real question is, well, why, why did Glasgow only return one? Um, also, the Greens missed out on getting an MSP in the south of Scotland. Um, a, a lovely woman named Laura Moody uh, missed out on being an MSP, and that's quite unfortunate for Scotland, actually. She would have been quite good, uh, is my kind of general opinion. Um, so, the the question to, to really ask is, why is it that the Greens only got one in Glasgow? Why did they miss out on getting Kim Long elected, essentially? Um, and second to that, what has now happened? What's going on in the Scottish Parliament with these negotiations that are taking place between yes. the Greens and the SNP? Because this is all this. That's the really the only thing that's really changed. Let's yes. be, let's be real here. Material terms, nothing has actually changed this election. Nothing structurally is any different. Um, and if you go into it with that observation, I think it explains what we're seeing in front of us. So, um. David, you mentioned there's this, this fash party. Um, there is indeed, there is a, a fascist party, and I'm comfortable calling them a fascist party, mm -hmm. and if they don't like it, they can fight me on that one, um, who are, essentially, they've got the word green in their name. Um, they're called the Independent Green Voice, and they should really not be registered in Scotland, is my general view. The Electoral Commission should not have registered them. Um, yes. Especially the Electoral Commission shouldn't have allowed them to change their logo because their logo looks suspiciously green-like, as in Scottish Greens. Mm -hmm. And there's some arguments to suggest that they basically sat there to leech off votes. And if you look very carefully, it seems as though... It seems as though um, the votes they leached off is what cost the Greens a second seat in Glasgow and a seat in the south of Scotland. That's right? certainly what the numbers seem to say to me. I'm not an expert, but I looked at them, and that's, I think, the conclusion most people would draw. <laughs> I, I have seen the numbers, well, maybe, and I am comfortable <laughs> saying probably. <laughs> maybe, we should, maybe we should ring Ned Silver. <laughs> I mean, Nate Silver only does predictions. He doesn't do explanation. That's famously his, his shtick. Anyway, um, here's the thing. I actually, yes, if you look at it on the surface, that appears to be the case. No, however, the vote shares shouldn't have been close enough for that to be an, a, an actual deciding factor. And so you kind of have to interrogate, well, what, what about the green strategy was so different between Edinburgh and Glasgow? that led mm. to Glasgow being in a place where a fash party siphoning votes with dirty electoral tricks could cost a second green MSP. And I yes. get the funny feeling there's going to be a lot of greens who don't even want to touch that question with a barge pole. Fair, mm -hmm. yeah, fair enough. That it, sounds it, like it, a very important fucking question. It, yeah, it's, I, I genuinely think that might be a, a, a question that needs to be answered and needs to be answered decisively. Because, let's be real, Glasgow is a... On paper, Glasgow is a better city for the greens than Edinburgh. I believe the branch sizes are roughly like equivalent. I think Glasgow might even be slightly larger, maybe. I don't know. I'm not up to date on branch figures. Um, so it, it seems very odd that the electoral strategy has led to such a disparity between the two that this is even a factor. South of Scotland, I'm a bit more sympathetic to because it is Tory central, right? Yeah. If you just look at the electoral map. So that's always going to be a harder field to plough. Yeah, at the same time, there, there is uh, one real, like, striking result um, in central Scotland. Um, Gillian Mackay, MSP, has been elected for the Scottish Greens, first Scottish Green in central Scotland. And uh, that was a very unexpected result. I don't think anyone, you know, when the polls were really high up, it was like, oh, we might actually get one in central Scotland. Then when they started to tighten yet again, as they always do, 
um, it seemed less and less likely, but they pulled it out and Gillian managed to get in. So that's a pretty good result. Uh, but you have to ask, well, then what was the lesson? What was happening in central Scotland that could be applied elsewhere? Was it just a rising tide across the board? Then why didn't that apply to the south of Scotland, mm -hmm. which seems like it would have been a, an easier get? And so, you know, there needs to be a, a bit of interrogation about this. The net result is that there, are, there were eight Scottish Green MSPs elected. And then, um, then something funny has happened. And you can tell it's funny because of what's not being said about it. Um, Alison Johnson, who was elected as a Scottish Green MSP, um, she's now the presiding officer of the chamber. And for those who don't know, it's like being Speaker of the House in England. You give up your party affiliation and you're just responsible for the business of a chamber, essentially. You sit at the big desk and call on people to speak mm -hmm. and all that kind of thing. And you do the order kind of part, except it's less theatrical because it's not the British Parliament, right? Yep. She's taken that role, which means the Scottish Greens are down one MSP, essentially. Um, and there's a lot of people online appear to be quite upset about this because a lot of people didn't vote for Alison Johnson to come in just to immediately kind of put away her responsibilities of advocacy and become, you know, the yeah. presiding officer. So, uh, and what's interesting is that the way it appears she got this is by cutting a deal with the uh, SNP, um, which is odd. It's very odd. I wouldn't have expected to see that. And I'm not convinced that this was... But this was entirely, uh, shall we say, agreed in advance. Um, mm -hmm. I, I wonder what kind of dealings might have taken place to cause that to happen. Do you know what? Because the, I'm not sorry. Do you know what the alleged nature of the deal in question is? No, um, I I am not privy to whatever dealings have gone on with the Scottish Greens and the SNP. Oh, so it's not. It, it's not news or anything. People aren't mad about a specific thing. They're just saying. No, what, the thing is, it's just, it's just another it's just another green voice that's now effectively silenced itself out yeah, of choice thing, for a cushy job. And like it's yeah. important to remember that um no one contests the presiding officer's seat. Well, yeah. I mean you I think I think it also the, the I think it's implied that she's going to retire maybe at the end of this term. So she's oh, in right, okay. one term. Oh, the thing that made me goodbye. raise my eyebrows, and the reason I think there might have been something weird going on here, and this is a matter of public record, um no, no Green proposed or second Alison, uh, seconded Alison Johnson for the position, mm -hmm. which is interesting. So not quite, not quite sure what happened there, but certainly Do interesting. It doesn't seem so. It doesn't seem like a move that had the backing of the wider party. I don't know. I don't know. But I, I yeah, no, I did see. Uh, you couldn't possibly speculate, but we could. Well, I, I have seen a couple of press releases, and they were very pleasant. Um, but they, they weren't exactly glowing, so I don't really know mm. quite what to make of that. Um, anyone who wants to know more might be better served to join the Scottish Greens and ask. I'm sure <laughs> if there is internal, you know, discussion about that. Yeah, maybe, nice, maybe nice try, nice try, nice try. Um, <laughs> however, what, however, let's talk about the one meeting. They are. One meeting harass the presiding <laughs> chair and then tear up a membership card so. afterwards. Well, this, this is, this is a thing. She's not, she's not Scottish Green anymore. Mm -hmm. Alison Johnson is not a Scottish Green she's had to resign her party affiliation she just completely walked away to do the presiding officer bit so That's why. even if you join the Scottish Greens then you, you're not going to get a chance to talk to Alison Johnson as far as mm -hmm. I'm aware well let, let's talk about the other direction in which the Greens are attempting to fuck it now so oh, well. previously right, famously we, we, we've said already on the podcast before that the Greens do not go into coalition with the SNP they leverage their power by doing confidence and supply and only passing the budget if green policies get enacted. 
This is how it has worked every single time the Greens have supported the SNP in a minority government. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are they doing now? I don't know, is the short mm-hmm. version on it. Um, <laughs> I really do not know what the hell they're up to. Um, there appears to be discussions, if you read the papers, it's been publicly announced that the SNP and the Greens in the Parliament are in discussions about entering into some kind of working arrangement. But what that actually is, is uh, anyone's guess. What that it's, actually means is anyone's guess. It has guess, been right? hinted that there is a possibility that Green MSPs could be made ministers, which would make them part of the government. Yeah. Yeah. What I like, so here's the, here's the speculation. What I think is going on is I think they're taking a key, the Greens, that is, um, in the Parliament, they're taking, they're taking a key from the New Zealand Greens, right? Mm-hmm. Um, who are in a cooperation agreement um, as part of the government of New Zealand uh, with the, the Labour government, where it's not a coalition, except it kind of is, if you're realistic about it, um, mm-hmm. where they, they cooperate together and as part of this they hold some ministerial positions. Um, I think that's where this is kind of looking like it's going or where it's it, they're sounding it out and feeling it through. I um, I did a stream with some uh, New Zealand activists. Uh, I think one or two of which were from the Green Party, and I, uh, this was just after the big election that Ardern won. Yeah. Um, last year, and they were, if I remember, if if memory serves, I might be getting this ass backwards, but if memory serves, uh, they were uh, pretty down on the idea of a coalition. They sort of. Their their position was kind of that the Greens should should let Labour own their fuck ups and and not be yep. tied to the continuing yep. sort of um, yep. Yep. slide. Um, yeah, I that mean that doing. makes perfect sense because I mean let's let's consider like what what is the potential big fuck up that mm-hmm. the Scottish government the 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 pro independent Scottish government could face in this next parliamentary term? It's a complete lack of ability to enact. Scottish independence. Well, like, there's that know, I, and there's COVID recovery, I, I would probably say. Yeah, so are the, the, oh, yeah, there's definitely that as well, yeah. But I mean, like, so lo- I, I think can, longer term, like, it's, yeah. it's the independence question. Yeah, if I can opine what I think is going on here, here's, mm-hmm. I, I think there's a few different things in play. And I think half of this is very smart politics and half of this is very naive. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, so the half of it is very smart politics is the SNP half. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and basically, the way they kind of look at this is nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. There's no real difference. We went through the results, right? Everyone can see nothing has meaningfully changed at all. The question has not been answered. And because the question has not been answered, there's no real progress is going to take place. There's nothing's going to change in a material mm-hmm. way. But Nicola Sturgeon and the SNP, as part of their mandate, they they have to be seen to be spreading that egg around Hamden. They have to be making it, you know, stretch out, make it look like they're getting progress, make it look like they're doing something in service to independence. And so they need a change. They Mm -hmm. need there to be a change, some substantial improvement they can point to and go, look, look, we're doing it different. And so from that perspective, having a single unified national voice for independence in the Scottish Chamber that commands a majority of seats in the Scottish Chamber. That that's a change. That's a positive change, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that could potentially and, be weaponized against the 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 the, the weird spin uh, that people try to do about how the Greens somehow don't count as like pro independence 
seats. Well, yes. For the, so, are you saying so, that we need a super majority? Well, <laughs> so, no, so just a super the, government. So, so here's the thing, though. The other perspective from the SNP is if you look at the Scottish Greens, you're like, okay, they're growing and they're becoming more and more of a pain. What can we do to neuter them? Oh, and I know the answer to this one. It's give them enough rope to hang themselves. Kind of. That's my intuition on it. That's because, yeah. um, okay. You like, hear me out on this yeah, one. Yeah. My understanding of how coalitions work, my understanding of the politics that people apply to coalitions, is that coalitions only really work when the t- two parties are of roughly equivalent size, where mm-hmm. people feel like it's as equal partners in a relationship, right? The public does not think the Scottish Greens are an equal size to the SNP. It's been going on for a while that people said the Greens are riding on the SNP coattails a fair bit. That yep. is a public perception. No matter how unfair it is, that is a thing. Mm-hmm. And by going into coalition with them, the SNP are kind of given credence to that because everyone's mm-hmm. going to know the Greens are there in that arrangement by the kind of sufferance of the SNP. And it's kind of cheating your way into kind of ministerial kind of power, essentially, if you do pull it off. Um, and everyone sees that for what it is. And the problem, as you've kind of articulated there, David, is that when you're in an agreement where you're working with a party, you own their fuck-ups as much as, as you know, yep. you might try and claim otherwise, but the public don't see it that mm-hmm. way. They yep. never see and it that way. Every a, time. And you've got a larger part of the machine that can act against you to ensure that you are the face of the fuck-up. Yeah. There's also, I mean, the other side to it is, um, you know, he who, con- who, he who controls the purse strings controls the administration. That's just how it is, yep. right? what there is money for constrains what you're actually able to do. So let's say for the sake of argument that it is, that I'm right in this, and this is pure conjecture. This isn't based mm-hmm. on, like, I have no inside info here, right? My pure conjecture is that this is based on them taking a long, hard look at New Zealand and thinking, we can do that. Let's say they negotiate it. What would you expect to see as signs that that's what's being negotiated towards? Well, you'd, you'd start to, you'd identify, well, what are the cabinet positions that the SNP yep. would give the Greens? And... Um, that's very interesting because John Oil. Swinney has been moved away from education, <laughs> right? John Swinney has yeah. been moved away from education and he's now Deputy First Minister and COVID recovery. Mm-hmm. And someone mm-hmm. who I barely have heard of has been moved into education and skills. That to me would be pretty accurate. Um, like that would be a necessary step to make open the possibility that you might give education to Ross Greer, say? That would be a smart the move the for Greens. the SNP as well, because... Because uh, if it, I wanted the Greens it, to have control of anything, it would be something as long-term and ineffective as education. Well, it would yeah, also exactly. let the SNP distance themselves from the... the, um, the, the Catastrophic fuck-ups fuck of the last few of, administrations, yeah. Of, well, yeah. I was thinking the big one last year specifically with the COVID. Oh, yeah, the big one there. Which, but, I mean, you've got all sorts of stuff. Yeah. like You've got all the failures with the curriculum for excellence. You've yeah, got yeah. Loads of other shit as well. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah that would be a smart move for them. Uh, James, are you still conjecturing? Because I also have conjecture. <laughs> I'm st- I mean, I'm still conjecturing. My kind of, from the Greens' perspective, right, to, fl- to flip it around, from the Greens' perspective, you could make the argument that, oh, well, showing that we can run a ministerial brief, um, you know, improves our credibility of the public, but I think this is naive, and I don't think it mm-hmm. it works. I don't think it will actually manage. Like, here's the thing: because ultimately, I, I do not believe for a second that the SNP will hand over control of the purse strings to the Greens. Not happening, right? Um, so fundamentally, what you're going to be left with is a budget that's set by the SNP that the Greens have to work alongside. Yep. And whatever mm-hmm. way you cut it, that means the priorities are going to be set by the SNP, and the Greens are going to be left with implementation, and that is a poison chalice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
And that's assuming that's a model. If they're not going to that, if they're going for some kind of formal confidence and supply agreement, why bother? Because yep. you basically already have that yeah. um, without any of the downsides of confidence mm-hmm. and supply. Um, so it really has to be some kind of coalition. And I think what they're going to try and do is they're going to try and spin it as coalition light. They're going to try and spin it as like the New Zealand side of things. I don't think that's going to work. I don't think that's going to pan, okay. out, pan out the way it is. Because fundamentally, you can't, there's no, there are no shortcuts to political power. Um, but there are many, many mm. ways to kind of fuck yourself up, frankly. Yeah. And mm. I don't know, I, I, I'm not convinced this is in the interest of the Scottish Green Party. Yeah. The ministerial salaries and, and prestige might be in the interest of individual careerists, uh-huh. but I, you know, yeah. I don't see it being a benefit to the Greens. And so, yeah, um, I would broadly agree that this doesn't look very good, David. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know what will actually come out of it, though, and this is all pure conjecture. Mm-hmm. I think I'm dead that- wrong. Yeah, just before you go, I just to yep. your conjecture. I I think <laughs> that um, it's a very interesting um, turn of events for the explicitly non-turf party to join up with the famously quite turfy party and work alongside them. That feels to me like quite a fucking betrayal of a lot of people there. So interesting to see how that has an effect on the old numbers. I mean, I do wonder if part of the reason for these resignations from the SNP NEC might be because of these talks. Right, mm. when you look at the figures who are actually resigning. But Possibly, that again, but I, pure I really don't think yeah. that, you know, swallow swallow two green pills and cure your party of Telfery. Like, I, I really don't think that's going to be no, a working solution there. No, but I there might think, be shifting power dynamics or something. Like, like a lot of this Possibly. is going to be behind the scenes bullshit that we have no idea about. So um, I think the like, SNP doing behind the scenes bullshit? Never. Like, I think no, well, just general problem, political think... stuff. Like, it's counterfactuals at some point. You know, like, we haven't seen things happen yet, so we're all just kind of, what hasn't yeah. happened and what could happen, which... Oh, yeah, no, 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 totally. I just, I'm just more riffing on the fact yeah. that you never know what's happening inside the SNP <laughs> guess, because it's like, such a fucking well-oiled machine. It is. Usually. It's a black box. It's a black box. And fundamentally, I guess it kind of comes down to this, right? Let's say they, they, they pull this off and they make this working. Does this, does this give people reasons to vote Scottish Green? Well, as opposed to vote SNP. That's where my arguably does. it arguably it takes the wind out of the sails of both votes SNP. That's where my conjecture was going to come in. I mm. was going to talk about perception, right? Because James mentioned public perception, and I think there is a line of thought. Now I don't know how accurate this is, and I think James, your, your assessment does largely ring true. You know, like it feels true. Mm-hmm. It feels likely. Mm-hmm. Um, but to just have a look at a different sort of train of thought for a second my first thought on hearing this was um in the public perception if you have a an an official coalition and the general sort of approval ratings of the government continue to be as high as they are i think that might very well affect the numbers of people who vote who who just vote um snp twice it 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 might kind of crystallize the idea that you do one vote for one party the second vote for, for the other party in this kind of shape it's, right yeah like it takes it's form a, big a little brain bit play you know? if it works yeah it 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 takes form you'll say oh we had a coalition government i liked it i want that again so snp greens because now you have like a daily sort of like public example of that right you have this sort of running mm-hmm. commentary of of what that actually looks like. It it becomes a little more manifest than just an abstract mathematical electoral calculus idea. It becomes something that you can sort of see. And I think that might have an effect on public perception. Um, I do, like, like we know how 
um, all these power dynamics in coalitions work. But I think a lot of people are going to be either happy or unhappy with the government. And if it's a coalition government, that could possibly just crystallize how they approach a, um, a two-vote system. That's my conjecture. Yeah. I think that that, that that might be on the minds of some people in the Greens. Um, Maybe, possibly. but I, I don't know. I, my, I guess you have to ask a fundamental question, right? Which is, do you think the next five years are going to be good ones or bad ones, right? Bad do you ones. Think public yeah, see, this is the thing. <laughs> I kind of, I think coming out of COVID and all the massive structural changes that are going to come as a result of this resolving, um, I don't think this is going to be a particularly good time for the Scottish government. I really don't. And as a consequence to that, I think they're, they, I think they're in this position because they go, they're going. We need something to show that's yeah. different. We need to give an illusion of progress because there's not going to be any actual progress or improvement. In fact, there's going to be a decline in real conditions. Have you considered that, that maybe if 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 we really need something big and different and new, um. A slightly sad press conference held outside of a high court about why hmm. um, the Tories still said no and the judges upheld it. Yeah. Is that like, fundamental is... enough a change? Because that's probably the only fundamental change we're going to get is yeah. another line under no. Mm. Yeah. I so still it's... think that's a little pessimistic. And um, I don't, because why but... would you trust courts? Why would you trust the law? Why but would you trust liberals it's to not that. No, no, it's. It can't be done through the courts until something happens. All the like, like all the actual cases on this topic have come back with the same result, which is we can't rule on something hypothetical. Um, yes. I I think people, it's it's hard not to have movement. It gets really tricky. You start to imagine a whole bunch of things that could happen or that could not happen here and there. And I'm just uh -huh. very careful about removing my sort of emotions from what we do and don't know. Right. See, I get I, that. I, I, I think, think I think that feeds I think it's unwarranted the... pessimism. Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I think this, this right. yeah, this, this feeds into the larger kind of like the 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 the, the, the emotional landscape of Scottish politics is one group is happy, well, maybe not happy with status quo, but wants status quo of that nature specifically, and then the other fucking part of it is like right, raring to go and really choking for it. But mm -hmm. every day is another day on the, the you know after we didn't get that, and every day that that hasn't happened yet is another day of failure for the movement. And it's movements also... can only live with failure for so long before people start to get shitty about it. And like yeah. this is why this is why I... people have been saying the SNP can only survive for so long because eventually you know Alba's been like one indication of like this thing could happen. Might not happen successfully this time, but we don't know what the next fault line might be. We don't know what the fault line is going to be in two or three years. Mm -hmm. Can I also like? I'm sorry. Um, I want to be really clear on this. Actually, Elijah, I'm not making my judgment on the next five years not going well just on emotion and, and gut feels. Right? Mm -hmm. Look at our export change as a result of Brexit. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, no, like look at what's happening with the fact that um, it, tenancy evictions. You know, the the, the, the pause in evictions of tenants has ended now in Scotland. You put these structural factors in play, I think you're going to see an, an increase in discontent in the material arrangements over the next five years. No. And so mm -hmm. from the SNP's perspective, you know, having something to both guard against that and a mm -hmm. potential avenue to offload that, to get shared ownership of that, is advantageous to, to them. Yes. I think the SNP are being quite smart here. I don't actually really see... I, re I, don't, I don't buy the whole this is going to change people's arithmetic when it comes to first vote, second vote. I really don't get that. Okay, 
hang on, two different things going on at the same time. I just the 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 pessimism that I think is a bit unwarranted is about the various legalistic aspects about holding a referendum. Um, oh right, okay. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 in terms of material consequences to 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 Scotland and to people's livelihoods, yeah, it's it's going to get worse. It's been getting worse. It's going to get a whole lot worse because of a bunch of reasons. Um, things getting worse has has in the past. Uh, been good for the SNP because they're offering like a drastic option out. Um, and then the other question is if that option doesn't materialize longer and longer and further and further, then yeah, what is that tension going to come to? And it could come to a few things. Um, I don't want to speculate too wildly because some of the um, potential outcomes are a bit unpleasant. Um i'm i'm just gonna yeah i'm i'm gonna yeah. shut up now <laughs> like it's it, i i genuinely don't think it, it looks particularly great and like i just i don't know i, I come around again to like let, okay let's let's start for a second you're both votes snp right well me okay Oh well, no, no, no. Just you. Oh, the okay. hypothetical yes, you, yes, the yes. person on the screen. <laughs> you are both votes SNP. You gave both votes to the SNP this time. Great. Mm -hmm. The SNP got a better result than last time. Great. That, on the surface, that seems to have done. Yeah, vindicates better. your strategy. So, sure, why not? Vindicates your strategy. The SNP have then gone into some kind of well, it looks like a coalition, I guess, um, to you because you don't really mm -hmm. care what it's called. You care how it appears yeah. um, with the Scottish Greens. Okay. Um, things are mostly like you're you're happy enough with them, even though things are getting worse. Let's say the S and P pull that trick out, right? Mm -hmm. Why do you change your voting strategy now? Yeah, like it worked for you once. Yeah, sure. You'd be like, ah, the, the everyone else will vote for them. I yeah. I, I am maybe overestimating the uh, the porousness of the border between of the of of the membrane between an S N P voter and a Greens voter. I, See, this, this is the thing. You know. Like when I talked in when I talked in the last episode, um, well, it wasn't actually it wasn't on this. I talked on an episode of Com Radio where we discussed Scottish mm -hmm. politics, <clears throat> and I talked about the difference between a, a Green and the S and P voter. And I took lengths to explain that actually it's not quite as hard a divide. But here's the problem: where there is fuzziness between those two voting groups, you're already seeing it represented mm -hmm. in the Greens. The ones which are left, I don't think, are that fuzzy at all, and I don't think they're going to be persuaded. I, I, I think that might actually well be one of the things that the Greens are thinking, which is that, oh, well, if we do a term showing this, then it, it, you know, it will kill dead any resistance from SNP members to voting for us. But I think that misjudges why people vote SNP rather than Green. Yeah, honestly. and there's, yeah. Also the, um, there's also the fact that the SNP know how to do hard messaging to their, their voter base. And like they will happily push both votes SNP when it comes mm -hmm. to the next election to save them from having to, you know, hand over more of the the power of government yeah. to to the, the yeah. Greens. Like so, I mean, I don't think you're ever gonna get a party actively saying vote for another party. Right? Like 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 that's not gonna happen. The both votes <laughs> Alex SNP. Alex Salmon wants a word. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know, actual parties. Um, the, 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 the both votes SNP thing becomes obnoxious when it's like a heightened focus of a campaign. I don't think anyone's really expecting the SNP to come out and say, "Okay, yeah, vote for the Greens in the list." You know, like like that's 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 never going to happen. 
And that would be a silly thing to expect of a party to, to come yep. out and say vote for someone else. Um, so what, what you really want is, is, is just for them to kind of dial the rhetoric back in a little bit. Um, I don't, here's the thing. I don't think the S&P will under any circumstances. And then you're left with what is going to be electoral kryptonite, which is the Greens making the argument that, hey, listen, come vote for us, right? Because look, we work closely with the S&P. We're good for the S&P. I think that will put off a lot of voters who vote for the Greens because they're not SNP. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like David, for example. Uh, yep. Hi, David. You know? Yep. I am, um, I am sorely, sorely regretting my the one vote that I did on the list. Like, that is, like, that is the... I'm, no, no, I don't like this I, at all. I am not regretting my, my votes for Scottish Greens um, because it got Gillian Mackay, and Gillian's genuinely great, and I think she'll do good in the chamber. I am concerned about the Greens' long-term prospect as a, as a viable political mm -hmm. operation, um, depending on what deal they get with the SNP. And this is all conjecture at this point, mm -hmm. but I don't actually see any winning moves here. I mean, yeah, yeah it's, it's important to say I'm that... wrong. Yeah, it's important to say that it is entirely possible that this will actually go fucking nowhere and like the, the Greens will ask for too much, or mm -hmm. the SNP will demand a certain thing and it will all fall apart. And we yeah, could end up in a normal confidence in supply, which would be great. Um, it's almost as if, like, if we, the, 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 it might the, also the, be really good. Well, the, the <laughs> outcome that I said before the election, the best possible outcome which could happen, which is the one that we got, was that the SNP didn't get a majority, and the Greens were the only people that were actually able to, you know, give them the the support needed for the yeah. budgets. Like, if we get in, if we end up in that position again, fine. All's well. Yeah, I'm going, to be, I'm going to be distrustful, but all's well. I, I guess, like, here's the thing: if the Scottish Greens and the SNP go into a room and they come out and they say um, Patrick Harvey is going to be in charge of the budget, essentially, then I'll sit <laughs> up and pay attention. Yeah, okay? <laughs> then I'll be like, okay, this could actually be for real. This is in uncharted territory. I do not believe that will happen. No, I, I really just do not believe it will happen. No, um, I think you'll get education and environment going to the Scottish Greens will probably be the offer essentially, mm -hmm. um, and I would not be surprised. Maybe three seats, maybe three positions at most. Right? Please let them have transport. Please let them have fucking transport. I want that transport plan enacted so badly. Well, again, even if they do, I don't think they get the money to do it. Is the short version? No, they wouldn't. They but. Wouldn't. My, but my that's because the SNP wouldn't really do a budget that would give them that kind of fucking capability in the first place, never mind the right money to the right departments. Like, I don't know. I could sort of see, right, I could sort of see, um, you know, education and skills going to Ross Greer. I could see maybe if the SNP decide they're going to be really weird about it, they decide to give, like, finance and the economy to Patrick Harvey, but I'm really doubting no. it'll amount to much. Um and then if they have to find one for Lorna Slater, I don't know what that would actually be. Um, it, I'll tell you, it'd be very funny if we end up with just two of them and it's Patrick and Ross, because um, that's <laughs> going to be interesting to see how that squares. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know, the, 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 seriously, the Shirley Ann Somerville being moved into education and skills and John Swinney being moved off of it and into a deputy first minister position feels like preparing the ground just in case. So that's where my intuition is at right now. But mm. like, it's just, I don't know, it's... Nothing has changed, and yet. yet they're attempting to manufacture, the S&P are attempting to manufacture some kind of meaningful change here, and I don't think its manufacture actually improves anything in Scotland, and I'm not sure it does the Greens any favours. I am very open to being proven dead wrong about mm -hmm. this. Oh yeah, please. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah. 
I mean, it's 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 interesting times, if nothing else. This is um, more I've had to cre- uh, think creatively about Scottish politics in a while. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, don't get me wrong. It's nice to have something vaguely new happening, but at the same yeah. time, the potential consequences are fucking awful, and I don't like them. Yeah. Um, All right. Are, yes, are we moving on really... the list? Should we do a pulse check on Jamie? Oh, I'm just sat here like someone booked a dog on the Daily Politics, man. I'm grand. <laughs> just carry on. I just noticed it's been oh. like half an hour I hadn't heard your voice. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in fairness, if somebody booked a dog on the Daily Politics, it would be a vast fucking improvement. So, <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, I'm just happy to be involved. All right. Um, well, what what's next on the list? If anything, um, I think because we can we, call we've it largely covered well. everything. <laughs> the, there's there's one there's one issue we haven't really spoken too much about, mm-hmm. and it, and it's it's the one we're not allowed to talk about. Uh, the one question. Oh, the right, one question. Okay. It, Do we want to kick the door open slightly? A little bit. We we will we will we will peek, peek through it. the keyhole of okay. the door. <laughs> no Jack Nicholson shit, yeah. Just, just yeah. yeah. Okay, if you pull an an axe out of line, Joe, we're gonna like Jamie will wrestle you to the floor. That's what he's here for. Oh yeah. So like, like I said, like it's been it's been some time since the since the referendum and nothing has seven changed. Years. Seven, seven years, seven years, and nothing has changed. Seven years and every single day since has been the fucking same. You think COVID's been fucking difficult? Really? You think a year of lockdown was fucking hard? Try being in Scotland for the last seven fucking years. <laughs> um, Jesus Christ. Like, yeah, so nothing's happened. It's just everything stagnates. The cycle goes continually round with um, the question of independence will be brought up by someone who doesn't want independence. And then the SNP will have to offer some retort of, well, of course, independence would be a good thing. And then that fuels the next person who doesn't want independence to say, ah, actually, I think you'll mm-hmm. find it wouldn't be. And then the Greens will maybe <laughs> chime in with, well, actually, it could be quite good. And then someone says, shut the fuck up. That's the Green Party. No one cares what they say. And then the SNP say, ah, but the right independence is good. And the cycle just fucking continues on and on um, because yeah. the media will not let it fucking I love die. To, Scotland, Scotland is basically the Dark Souls timeline of people continuing to link the fire and just allow things to materially <laughs> decline time and time again. I've never finished yeah, a cool. single Dark Souls game, so that reference is completely lost on me. Well, you say I'm that, sure all that means is... Audience are nerds enough. Yeah, mm-hmm. all that really means is that you're effectively living the experience, though, if it's never completed to any sort of end result that's different from the No, start, I just get so. annoyed with something that, that wants me to, to commit as much time to it as I had when I was nine years old. You know, like like yeah, just let me play I hate a Scottish fucking politics game as well. <laughs> you, you, yeah, you know, right? <laughs> yeah, tr- yeah. Uh, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like nothing's really happening here. So the only thing we've got to ask really is what is going to happen potentially. So the potential things that can happen are they all stem off from the same point, which is the SNP say, or even the Scottish government, including the Greens say, whatever one it is we want a referendum on this point. And they pass a thing saying, this is when we will have a referendum. And then an argument breaks out between Holyrood and Westminster about whether Mm -hmm. or not they're allowed to do that. There's already a set argument of what that's going to be over. Um, Everyone kind of has a rough idea of how that's going to, you know, play out in the initial stages of yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. Um, 
and eventually it will probably be referred onto the courts. Now, there's been some things said from Westminster that this wouldn't happen and they wouldn't refer it to the courts, but I think that's just a big brain way of saying where we wouldn't need to because we're actually going to say no and that's what matters. So, Uh like, I I don't really know how that's all going to fucking play out. Then it's basically down to the courts to decide is that going to be allowable, whatever that is. And again, as you said, Elijah... They won't comment on what that is because they don't yeah. deal in hypotheticals. Yeah. Just so then, to clarify for, for, for our non Scottish listeners, the, mm. the issue in question is whether Holyrood would be legally um, uh, competent, I guess is the term, to hold yes. a valid independence yeah. referendum uh, on their own terms. That's the, that's yes. the question there. Yeah. Um, yes. Without um, needing consent so I mean, if, from, yeah. Yeah. If that's ruled as. Yes, they can. Then mm-hmm. a referendum can be held. Yeah. If so before that gets to the as... court stage, right? So before that gets to, to the court stage, there's a whole bunch of political optics bullshit that we have to go through, right? Mm-hmm. You have to do the consensus mm-hmm. building. You have to have the all this nonsense about a mandate, um, which Alex Salmond has fucking badly harmed with his supermajority bullshit. By the way, cheers, okay. Alex. Fucking yeah, the plan. one good thing he's ever done. Uh, oh shut up! <laughs> I actually, just, just as a just as a complete aside, that might actually be a contributing factor to the change in the SNP Green situation this time round. Because the SNP are like, oh shit, Alex has been saying all this stuff about we need a supermajority. Yeah, I said that. I said how it, do yeah. we manufacture something it that could, could be mistaken? Yeah. It, it, supermajority. it could help to present a mandate, right? It could, it could, it could boost a mandate because one of the unionist things that they like to do is they like to cherry pick like different sort of electoral numbers. Ah, but the SNP only have so and so seats, which means there is no mandate. Um, the, the so there's the mandate stuff. There's the consensus building, and then there's a long game of political chicken. Yeah, right. I don't think they're it. Right, hang on. Let, let, run that one by me. What is the political chicken here? The political um, chicken. The political is... chicken. <laughs> Do you have a funny answer? <laughs> I didn't. No, no. I had the serious one. <laughs> I think the political chicken is going to be like a series of sort of back and forth. We'll hold one. No, you won't. I we will. No, you will, Nick. I we will. Um, over the course of maybe a year. I don't know. Someone like that. I don't think. Um, I don't think that's going to happen at all. No, the I really political, don't. No, the political chicken is um, entirely on the part of the SNP to be the ones that file this, knowing that it could backfire on them. The yeah. SNP are the ones with everything to gain and everything to lose here. The the Tories lose nothing. Like if if they win it, like it's even if the the Tories don't get to win that part of it, like it's a case of well, it goes to the courts then, and we see what happens there, and then things may escalate much further after that depending on but like this is all for the snp to actually take and seize the initiative of and if they fuck up the timing that's gonna be on them like if they don't do this in the right way uh, it's not gonna look chicken chicken implies two people driving at each other and one veers at the last minute sort of thing right yeah so 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 from the conservative perspective well they're just a brick wall sitting there going no yeah like like (laughs) Theoretically, if you play chicken with a brick wall, you lose. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know any other way to put it. Theoretically, from the Tory side, it would be um, uh, a, a unwillingness to uh, incite domestic tensions, but that's being overly generous. Um, they, they don't care. Yes. Yeah. They, they've <laughs> yeah. very much shown that they don't care, mm-hmm. right? So it basically it, it comes round to 
the SNP pull some rhetorical flourish to make it look like there's a mandate for a new referendum. How they do that remains to be seen, right? They then go, we want an independence referendum. Westminster says no. The, the SNP Scottish government say, well, we're going to have one. And then the, the Westminster government says, no, you can't do that. At which point the SNP then goes to the courts mm -hmm. and it's into Lorshagen. Yeah. yeah, I don't see any other path. Well, there's yeah. always and the wildcat referendum option, but 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 that has a whole bunch of other issues. Um, but no, it they're does, not going to do that. The, 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 chief, the only way they will no, do yeah, the only yeah. way they'll do something like that is if they lose the legal argument mm -hmm. first. Yeah, 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 The chief argument against the SNP doing that is that they are liberal law shaggles at their core. The you'll have to within the SNP saying no, do that. You yeah. should do that. We need to do that. Look yeah, at Catalonia. Yeah. Just do it. But like. I think I've said this before. It's, that was one of no. the issues, right? Like, like uh, plan A or plan B, and people say, "Oh, we have to have a plan B." And I'm saying you can't have a plan B until you've tried plan A. It's the 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 nature of the plan B you're you're discussing is contingent <laughs> on the oh. other options having failed, right? Like yeah. it's it's the a only... it's a it's a backup plan. You don't go with a backup plan first. Yeah. The only the only wrinkle potentially in any of this is um, the fact that unite all the candidates for leadership of Unite are apparently in favour of IndyRef2. So that could create some interesting wrinkles in terms of how Labour has to tie itself with knots. But that's all Oh no, it's fine. Don't worry about it. If like <laughs> any, any one of those people win that almost, like they're going to disaffiliate from Labour anyway. So don't worry well, about that. <laughs> yeah, but like, so that's the only interesting thing I see in this. Otherwise, it really just does go to Lorshagen and... I'll be honest, I don't know what the result of that is. I think that my, my cynical side thinks that it would be no. But, yeah, yeah I mean, the courts can they're, surprise they're, they're, you. you know? I know, they're talking about like at the literally, and this is not a joke, dusting off the Act of Union, the Declaration of Our Broth, and all this old shit and going through it to see oh, if there no. are Well, that's oh. where you have to go. <laughs> yeah, I've never no, no, heard anyone like invoke the Declaration of Ardroth <laughs> and not witness them tug themselves off underneath the kilt they're inexplicably wearing in the Weatherspoons. It's no, I hate that fucking document. I don't even know what it's about. I just know I don't fucking like it because of the people who do. I'm going to show up at the next pod made up wearing a, one of those fucking t-shirts with the Declaration printed on the back. <laughs> I have a spare one for David, just for him. Oh, like no, the, I'll, the I'll be wearing my Passock one. Like, to, to understand the Declaration of Abroath, just for, for our listeners and also to school David a bit, because you should fucking know this, right? It's a letter to. that was written in 1320 at Abroath, written by Scottish barons and addressed to Pope John XXII. Um, and it, it constituted King Robert I's response to his excommunication for disobeying the Pope's demand in 1317 for a truce in the First War of Scottish Independence. The, and letter, asserted, the letter asserted the antiquity of the independence of the Kingdom of Scotland, denouncing English attempts to subjugate it. Right? And it is so for this how, reason, and it is I'm, for this reason alone, that I am sovereign as a citizen. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, I got a stiffy. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, there's the two the two different approaches to this. Yeah, just oh. in, in a nutshell. Like the the we the, the, the Scotland forever, like having a stiffy under his kilt Elijah versus the <laughs> I want to fucking tear up the state and become a one man sovereign <laughs> with fringes on my flag, David. That's that's pretty much a polarization of Scotland. I'm going to become right the Jacobite, not a the <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> I am going to become the Jacobin. <laughs> oh fuck! Oh, yeah, I thought yeah, that was oh, funny. Like, just this fucking this this whole thing where it's going to be digging up fucking seven hundred year old fucking documents. Like, oh, that's to, fucking to, great! To confront a, a legal argument of the current and present day. I'm sorry, like, I it, like I love this shit. Like, like, you could. Like, oh, no, I, yeah, I get that. I get why, and it is funny, right? But at the same time, this is like the absolute core of what liberalism is. These yeah. things are not necessarily relevant to the material conditions of today. However, we're going to make them so by analysing yeah. them and then saying yeah. so. I mean, really, it's going to, like, most of the focus is going to be on the Act of the Union of Crowns, right? And it's going to oh, be well, about that, the fact that's that not Scotland, that old. Well, Scotland entered into an agreement as an equal, and therefore Scotland can withdraw from that agreement as an equal sort of thing. It's just total, like, unrelated to material conditions. Cause, like well, you say, it's been David, updated, right? Because well, yeah, because if you were going to do material acts yeah. each time there's a new there's a change in the sort yeah, of yeah but know, like yeah. The, the fundamental the... the fundamental problem the fundamental problem you come to is this right okay let's just play this out a little bit let's let's look a little bit further into the keyhole on this one let's say the courts come back and they stun us all by going i right, go on then have your referendum go for mm-hmm. it right do we honestly seriously think the conservative government are just going to go yeah all right then well this conservative government that's a that's a whole other bridge to cross. Then you have to start thinking about tanks. This yes, depends. Exactly. Like, this depends how many um, judges the Daily Mail gets killed. Really? Well, yeah. Like, I'm gonna. I mean, what, I mean, I've got people in Belfast on the phone. Like, like we can set up the barges. <laughs> and oh, let's, you know, let's not um, let's not have the Scottish Republican Army become a thing, right? Can we? Can we um, dodge that? Please? <laughs> but I don't know. Real, can like, we? It's not up to me. This is I'm this is saying. the problem, though. If it, if it goes, if the courts say aye, and the Westminster government does anything other than go, then go, well, I guess we respect the rule of law. And let's be real, this Westminster government doesn't have a track record in that, no. right? If they do anything other than say, well, we respect the rule of law, go ahead and have your referendum, then it goes into real nightmare scenario kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Because there's no good way that unfolds. None. Right? I will actually and- pause it a... Uh, uh, Let's let's call this a, a, a twistedly optimistic view here. All right, um, okay. If it's denied or whatever, or you know, it, whatever happens and it ends up being a no, it's not happening. Nothing will happen because the Scottish people are at their core in some way British, and that they are supine, snivelling shitheads. Who will just accept the status quo if it is forced upon them, oh, even lightly? No, so you... Yes, sorry, the Scottish are no better than the English in this regard. Not at all. Like they will just fucking do it, and they will defer to their betters. It may take oh, time for some people, but but the majority will just go fine. Do you think the nightmare scenario is they go, yeah, you can have your referendum, and then the referendum returns exactly the same fucking? Result no, that is the funniest. Time. That is the. Funniest possible fucking... In fact, no, that's not even the funniest. The funniest would be 52-48. That would be the perfect, <laughs> most wonderful fucking result possible. <sighs> We're a doomed fucking nation. We are, but the, the entire nation. island is doomed and <sighs> there is no way out of it that doesn't involve some sort of, you know, movement coming from the left 
to actually like start seizing things outside of that nothing good will probably happen i and think there's no mechanism for which that can happen in uh, Scotland. No, this is all at getting present, very sad this is all it's not it's not sad, sad. no it's no not, no be- there was no, look, realistic look 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 look, look. there was right. there was okay, a... okay 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 hang on close the door I'm close the door close the door <laughs> i'm covering the keyhole again we're done we can't keep talking about this 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 listener is why we don't talk about the question. But uh, good things thinking of me, little arm, right? um, <laughs> Good things could happen, but so also could bad things. And at the moment, Scott- the liberals are in their safest position because no things are happening, and that's how they like it. In hey, conclusion, if he Scottish gets to have a go after you close the door, then so do I. <laughs> Oh God! I just Jamie, said. I, think, I just I think said. I need you, Jamie. I think I need you to step in, mate. I think I think it's getting too heated. Yeah, are we done? <laughs> uh, I mean, fine. Yeah. I'll go do my own chat with Blackjack and Salt Tires. Yeah, why don't why don't you do that, Elijah? Why don't you host the stream and then have us on the stream on your Twitch channel, which you can now plug. <laughs> Yeah, I was meant to have these guys on. Uh, was it last week? I don't even remember. Last Everything's been so been, fucking yeah. hectic. Yeah, it would have been last week. Um, hopefully, we'll do one again soon. If you'd like yes. to keep an eye on my channel for um, basically whatever I can be arsed, uh, you can find it at twitch.tv forward slash Klezmer Rouge. Uh, it's the same as my Twitter handle, at Klezmer Rouge. Um, yeah, I'm... I'm, yeah. I'm that 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 I, I got like mildly excited and then I had to stop immediately and that's just like taking all the oomph out of my muscles. It's like a, it's like you've like had like a half orgasm, you know, like not the full one, and then you're just like dead and can't do anything. Uh, ah, le petit ball. <laughs> oh dear! Right, can we can we stop this? Because so I can go like have an ice bath or something. Because I am yes. melting here. Yeah, this no, is too I warm. Sweating my tits off. Um, yeah, so join us on Elijah's stream whenever that happens. We'll keep you posted. Um, you can follow us at PraxisCast, and you can um, contribute to this wonderful podcast via the Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash PraxisCast. And if um, just the, the sheer weight of just giving us some money for the hell of it wasn't enough for you. We will be doing bonus content from this month. One episode a month to start with. We may up this. Um, we will have a guest on this one. I will say closer to the time who it's going to be. And we will be talking some pretty fun stuff that has came from the disease mind of Rob. So look forward to that. You can get that one if you subscribe to the Patreon. Any amount that you subscribe will get that. You, awesome right you've sold out lads we have we have we have no it's good but, i'm um, excited to see there's no no ethical um, podcasting under I, capitalism <laughs> no there isn't um just sonic t-shirts and shite i'm I, i'm i'm actually genuinely excited to see where things are going to go so thanks for having me on um of course it's always course, a pleasure anything, but... it's been good man We'll bring you back in another five years when there's another reason to have a episode. <laughs> yeah, right. until then, until the next development, we'll catch you all later. Okay, Eli, do you want to play us out? Sure, why not? Here, uh, it's a little Scottish tune called The Bonnie Lass of Fivey. I've kind of bluegrassed it up. If you like what you hear and would like something similar for any of your contents, do please give me a shout. 
Uh, I'm happy to do commissions and non-copyrighted works. Enjoy! was a troop of Irish dragoons Keep marching down to fight The captain's fallen in love with a very bonny choir And the name that she had was Pretty Peggy O Oh, come running down your stairs, Pretty Peggy, my dear Come running down your stairs, Pretty Peggy O Come running down your stairs and tie back your yellow hair Back the last farewell to your daddy For it's braw, it's braw, captain's lady for to be It's braw to be captain's lady, oh It's braw to run around, tight to follow me the camp And to watch from your captain he's He cried, boys, mind, boys, mind The captain, he cried, Tario Tarry for a while, for another day or two Just to see if this bonny lass will marry Come up the old Melbourne town, our captain we had for to carry on. Sign here we come up to Bonnie, but the our captain we had for to bury on. For there's Bonnie, Bonnie lass in the how of the lass. There's Bonnie, Bonnie dame in the Gerio. There's money, money, Jean in the tune away for deep, but we're out the mall bites in five She had was pretty peggy oh. 